On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. Ghosting as it looks like today is when someone cuts off all forms of communication and interaction without any explanation. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Our quote of the day. This quote comes to us from Auntie Oprah and I'm going to just read it and we'll talk about it. If a man wants you, nothing can keep him away. If he doesn't want you, nothing can make him stay. I mean, that had a little rhyme and flow to it. So I'm going to read it one more time for the people in the back. If a man wants you, nothing can keep him away. If he doesn't want you, nothing can make him stay. All right. First caveat is that we are reading the exact words from Auntie O. And we want to be clear, though, that while we are reading her exact words, this discussion today is universal no matter what your gender identity is. So, T, this quote, And this topic for today. Girl, it's a juicy one. So, Don, I want to talk about the quote, but I want to share a story first from a girlfriend and then jump back into the quote because I feel like this story will be a great way to ground ourselves in the quote. So, I was talking to my homegirl the other day and she got her hair done. It was looking all cute. I was like, hey, girl, you know what's cute? She was like, oh, I have a date tonight. Well, Mm -hmm. maybe. And I was like, okay. I was like, wait, how did you go from I have a date tonight to now it's a maybe? She was like, well, I met this guy on Tinder and we went on a couple dates. Everything was cool. We'll call the guy Steven and we'll call my homegirl Kiki. So Kiki was like, yeah, you know, Steven and I went on a couple dates. Everything was cool. I feel like we had a connection. It was great. But I feel like the day before our scheduled date night, right, he started to kind of act a little weird. Like I felt like he wasn't responding as much. He sort of had Mm. this pattern of responding prior. And then on that day before, things started to get a little weird. Like he wasn't as responsive. And I kind of got this gut feeling where I was like, mm, I feel like he might ghost me. So the day of, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to text you later. I'm going to check in to see what happens. So the day of, she texted him a few hours before the date. And she was like, hey, can you remind me, like, what time do you want to meet at the restaurant? Silence. Oh. She hadn't, yeah. 
So long story mm-hmm. short, fast forward a couple hours, she didn't hear from him and she was really bummed out. And I felt so bad for her. I felt like it was me. Like I was just like, oh, my heart. That's just so, yeah. it's unfortunate. You know, when you feel like you have a connection with someone. So going back to the quote that you read, right, from Auntie O, it's easy and it makes sense. And it's easy to process that and 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 internalize it when it's not you. But I feel like when you're in the situation where someone is showing you that, I don't think this person wants me because they're not showing it, right? People always say, people often say, people make time for the things that are important to them. But when someone isn't making time, I think it's easy to be in denial. I done been there. Bad, real bad. It's easy to be like, well, I know he has a lot going on. And he said that his cousin is here. You know, he needs help with this and his mom is moving. And you try to make excuses for the behavior because we sometimes don't want to sit with the reality. And the reality is, if they're not reaching out, if they're not taking the initiative, if they're not showing up, if you ever have to ask yourself, Dom, are they really that into me? Usually it's like, they're probably not, probably which not. hurts. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel about that quote. What about you? Well, I mean, I think you summed it up. Like, I think, you know, when I think about it from a, as Auntie O said it, you know, from a heterosexual dating perspective, that Yeah. From what I have experienced personally, from what I have seen with friends and family, if a man really wants you, nothing is going to keep that man away. And 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 I've seen that. Right. I've seen it where. That man will move heaven and earth, will rearrange his whole schedule, his whole life to be with you, to make it work, right? And when he doesn't want you, there is nothing you can do. I don't care if you got million dollar diamonds in your crotch. If he don't want you, them million dollar diamonds don't mean shit to him. He that's not gonna pull him in. I thought she was about to say that WAP, but we're on the same page because you you know yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. not a threesome, not a baby, not a check. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a gift. It's not just not gonna mean. keep that person. And so, lady, today we're gonna talk about what ghosting is, how you can predict it, because sometimes there are signs that'll let you know, like, mm, pause, hold up. I think somebody about to ghost me real quick, right? When is ghosting acceptable, right? Because I know that many of us are like, oh, anti-ghosting, like you shouldn't be ghosting people. But there are situations where it might be acceptable to ghost someone, right? We'll also talk about how to care for yourself when you've been ghosted and how to communicate with someone when it's not a good fit for you, right? So, Dom, I guess we should just jump on into the official definition that we want to use for today because I feel like ghosting has evolved over time. And so let's dive into that and then jump into this Twitter poll. Oh, yes, this Twitter poll. I got thoughts. So our definition that we are going with with ghosting today comes to us from therapist and relationship coach Bree Jenkins. Shout out to Bree. Brie has been on our podcast before. Check out her episode. So the definition of ghosting. So what Brie says is that ghosting used to be, so it's not, not a new term. Okay, let's be clear. It's not a new term. 
what it used to look like back in the day was leaving a person and moving away or not leaving them with your contact information, right? So if we think back to previous generations, what that looked like is going for a loaf of bread and never coming back, right? If we think about previous generations and what that, and that's what the phrase that they would use, uncle so-and-so or auntie auntie so-and-so left to go get a loaf of bread and they never came back. So that was the form of ghosting back then, right? It could also look, not in a romantic sense, it can also look like simply leaving a party or a social gathering without giving anyone notice, without saying goodbye, right? In today's terms, because we are in the digital age, right? What it looks like is no matter what form it occurs in, whether it's actually the physical form, like an in-person form, or via online communication, what it looks like is when someone cuts off all forms of communication and interaction without any explanation. So I'm gonna say that last part again so that we all are on the same page. Ghosting as it looks like today, is when someone cuts off all forms of communication and interaction without any explanation. Hey, hey, lady, this conversation is just getting started. It's going to get so much better. But first, we have a quick update for you from one of our sponsors. So be sure to stay tuned and we'll hop right back into this conversation. Okay, lady, picture this. You're at the crowded supermarket cruising down the wine aisle, but you're feeling lost intimidated and you're just tired of always buying the same thing you want to explore but you don't know where to begin girl you need first leaf here's why first leaf is a wine subscription service that takes the guesswork out of choosing wine no matter your level of wine interest or experience first leaf makes wine tasting fun take their short taste profile quiz and they will send you your first shipment you get to rate the wines you receive so they can curate a custom selection just for you. In recent years, I have become extremely particular about the wine I drink, and I have enjoyed my First Leaf selections. Sign up today, and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash herspace. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T. L-E-A-F dot com slash herspace to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Try firstleaf.com slash herspace. All right, let's hop back into the show. Oh, girl. Okay, first, I was about to say not a loaf of bread because that seems so far fetched because of where we are in this digital age. But back in the day, you're right. That's I definitely remember hearing the, hearing the old folks or the elders say, like, oh, yeah, this person went to go get a loaf of bread or went down the street or went to the stove and they ain't come back. Never came back. And so, okay. They still so, at the stove for all we know. Still at the stove. Okay. Decades later, y'all. Hey, lady, it's Terry here. Dom and I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. We love you for real, and we want to give you a chance to learn more about what's important to us. So tell us what you think about this. 
Imagine a world where you have a chance to get featured on the Cultivating Her Space podcast and share your business, brand, or perspective with millions around the globe. Imagine joining our monthly virtual video check-ins where you can connect with like-minded Black women like you and share your ideas and episode suggestions with Terry and I. Now I want you to imagine a world where you're in the exclusive Cultivating Her Space Sanctuary Slack channel and throughout your day and week, you are conversing with us about what's happening in your life and sharing funny gifts and your personal wins. How does that sound? Hopefully this is up your alley, lady, because we are taking things to the next level this year and we're doubling down on investing in our community. That means you. Yay! We want to meet you, connect with you, and create communities of genuine women who love on Black women and push our culture and movement forward. We launched this podcast in 2019, and to date, we have not missed a week. We've been great stewards of our platform, all while working full-time and navigating our own ups and downs. We release fresh new content every single Friday, like clockwork, and we have hundreds of valuable episodes and workshops that can really help you up-level your life. So if you love our mission or you've gotten value from us, we invite you to give back and help us push this community effort forward. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Patreon. You can learn more about our goals and exclusive offerings on Patreon. And we highly, highly encourage you to join the Sister Frontier so that you can get some one-on-one time with us. We also have an option for you to donate on a one-time basis if that meets your needs. Again, herspacepodcast.com and you can click that link that says Patreon. All right, lady. We'll hop right back into the conversation. So I posted this question on Twitter, right? So the question is, <laughs> get ready for this, okay? And there are a couple options. How much time needs to pass for you to realize that you've been ghosted? Now, for me, this is outside of someone's standing you up for a date. So if it's like the day of and you're like, oh, we're supposed to meet at six. If they don't show up at six, like we can assume that, okay, they've ghosted you, right? But I'm talking about just like text messaging or like calls or being in communication. So the first option is day one without a response. So maybe you reach out or you haven't heard from them after a day. The second option is one week without a response. And then the last response or the last option is one month without a response. So one day, one week, or one month without a response. Now, 70% of people that voted said one week without a response versus one day or one month. What are your thoughts on that, Dom? Well, you know, I'm going to hit you with my therapist thought is it depends, right? Because I do think that it truly is context and situation dependent. That if this is someone that I have been communicating with, interacting with, engaging with, like, I am involved with this person. Like we have seen each other multiple times. There's some levels to like, there's some time that has been invested on both of our parts. I'm going to pay attention to our normal pattern of communication. So if our normal pattern of communication is that we talk every day and two days have gone by and I haven't heard anything, I'm going to reach out. If I don't get a response, I'm going to assume I've been ghosted, right? But let's say that this is someone that 
I've only interacted with maybe once or twice, right? We haven't had any official outings together. Like we haven't gone on any dates or anything like that yet. I would give it about a week because people at this point, we don't have, neither of us have an investment in this, in this relationship, right? And so after about a week, if I don't hear anything, I'm moving forward. No hard feelings because neither of us are invested in this yet. What about for you? That's a good point, Dom. Well, when I think about ghosting in general, I think about it across all relationships. So I'm not in mm-hmm. the dating on the dating scene, right? But I think about it with friends. I think about it mm-hmm. with employers. I think about it with potential partnerships, with podcast guests. When we be reaching out to people and they be like, yeah, we're going to go to the show and then we don't hear nothing. Like, right. I think about those instances, right? And even like with friends. And so I would say, I agree with you. I think it really is contextual. I think that if I were to text, I think it does go back to whatever pattern you all have established, right? Right. If you're speaking to someone and it's been like a little bit of time has elapsed and like you have this sort of pattern of communication. So if you text daily and then you don't hear anything after a couple of days and then you respond or you reach out and then you don't hear anything, I would probably assume the same. But if it's something, yeah. So I think it depends. I was going to say, but if it's, someone that you haven't really established a rapport with, maybe something happened on their end and then they pop back up a week later. You know, you never know. Yes. I think it depends on the nature of the relationship, what you've already established. So I will say, Dom, if you text someone, let, let's say you ask a question, and this is, I guess, more so in the intimate realm, but if you ask a question and they have mm-hmm. their read receipts on and they leave you on read for about a week, I feel like in that case, you could probably assume like, oh, okay, maybe they did ghost me. Because people, yeah. are, in this day and age, people are on their phones, you know? Like right. people right. typically have their phone with them all the time. So if someone, if you reach out or you ask a question and someone like you're not top of mind for them, you're not a priority and you don't hear from them, I think it's safe to assume, all right, they, I'm going to fall back. Because what we learned from some of this information that we got in the DMs is that people will be out here ghosting. They also share the reasons why they have ghosted. So I think this is going to be really insightful for people, especially if you, lady, have been someone who's maybe been in denial. Again, no judgment because I didn't been here too. So mm-hmm. Dom, let's talk about the feelings. How does it feel to be ghosted? Oh, you know, that's not easy. No, because I think and I think no matter when the ghosting occurs. It it will always feel like rejection, right? Yes. Yes. So let's say that it's someone that, you know, you've been involved with for months and then they all of a sudden ghost you. It could feel I think the biggest feeling that comes up is like a feeling of loss, a feeling of grief. And I think people take that for granted. Like they minimize what that those those feelings of grief and loss because I think from society we've been taught that grief and loss is really about someone close to us dying. And you know, we did a whole episode on 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 ambiguous loss and recognizing that it isn't that grief occurs more than just when someone close to us dies that there are there are levels to it right and this is one of those levels that when you've been ghosted again whether that is from someone that you have been dating for months 
or someone that you just started communicating with, there's a feeling of loss there. And I think that those feelings should be honored. Absolutely, Dom. There is a story that I want to read in just a bit from one of our listeners that decided to be extremely transparent and chime in mm-hmm. on the topic. But a couple of things that come up for me, Dom. One, it can trigger abandonment issues and childhood trauma yeah. for sure. Ask me how I know y'all. Okay. That's one. It can make you feel disrespected, yes. used, or disposable, especially mm-hmm. if they got the goodies and then they dipped out Ooh. and you ain't say nothing mm. to me after you got this. Mm. What? Mm. What? Yeah. Okay. Feeling out of control. Like I, I remember personally having moments of like feeling obsessive and like overthinking because you're replaying yeah. everything that happened between you two. And you're like, wait, I thought we were cool. Like I felt a connection. I thought she felt a connection. And then I don't hear from you. Like, did you, did you get in an accident? Like, are you okay? Like now what's you're going like, on? Why? I can't imagine a world where you're not reaching out to me. Right. Because I thought the feeling was mutual. It can damage your ego. And again, Dom, going back to what you said about feelings of grief and loss, like it can really be, it can be traumatic for some people. Yes. And I think, you know, all of those points that you mentioned are important and important for us to acknowledge within ourselves, whatever those feelings are that come up. Right. One that we didn't mention might be anger. And usually anger is stemming from hurt. But. Yeah, anger is a real feeling that can come up as well. And so allowing yourself to acknowledge all of those feelings that come up once you recognize that you've been ghosted. Yes, 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 Don. That is spot on. So what I want to do now, we're going to read these stories anonymously because some stuff got real, y'all. So I just want to read a quick story from one of our listeners. And what she says here is, My experience was being ghosted. I was 15 years old and had just given my virginity to my first boyfriend. At 15, my first sexual experience wasn't ghetto, LOL. She said, I was courted. I was treated with such treatment that embodied who my grandmother raised me to be, a young lady. He was respectful of my boundaries that I set and didn't make any moves until I assured him I was ready. After losing my virginity, I didn't hear from him at all. He went missing. No answering when I called, no coming around. I didn't even see him in the neighborhood anymore. It left me feeling dumb, as if I was used just for sex. I felt inadequate, ugly, stupid, amongst a lot of other feelings. At our young age, I gathered maybe he didn't know how to communicate that he only wanted sex for me. I later found out that he had another girlfriend, and it was humiliating. It taught me that some people can be intentional in the ways that they want you, and so misleading to supply their needs. Does that make sense? It taught me that love isn't enough. It's almost always conditional. It taught me to be guarded until someone follows through with communication, reassurance, and so much more. It made setting boundaries easy because even at 15, I knew what I didn't deserve, what I wouldn't ever stand for. And that's for a guy or man to mislead me because that is also mistreatment. Being ghosted was about me at first, but as I grew older, I realized it was more about him. I didn't do anything wrong, even though I convinced myself I did. Wow. You know, I think what's so unfortunate is that that experience is common, right? That you connect with someone on a sexual level and then they then they dip out. Right. And and we may never know why that person chose to dip out. But again, it goes back to her main her main point at the end there that it was about them and not about her. Right. And, 
you know, it, it sucks when that's our experience. And reminding ourselves that, one, this is a risk that we take when we engage sexually with someone else. It's a risk that we take when we engage in dating, right? And sometimes it truly is about the other person and not about us. Like that, how they behave is their stuff, not ours. And speaking of their stuff and not ours, let's get into why people ghost. This is real feedback from real people. Okay. So if you're in, <laughs> look at Tom, and if you're in a situation and you're wondering why this may provide insight on like where other people are mentally, so that when you experience something, you may be able to like plug in some of these answers into your situation, perhaps. So let's just go ahead. All right, I'm gonna go to the first one that stood out to me. So this woman says she ghosted this man because he had a very, in all caps, small penis. And I didn't want to tell him so. Wait, wait, wait. Let me read this again because she's very specific here. It says, I ghosted him because he had a very small penis and I didn't want to tell him it was little. It was little. So I blocked him everywhere, LOL. That's so tough. That's a hard one because I've definitely been there before. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't want to bruise someone's ego and tell them like, yo, your dick's small. Like You don't want to say that, right? Because that can really... They know this is true. They do know. But what do you do in that situation, right? I have a response, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold Okay. It. You want to hear more? Okay. Yeah, let's, let's hear Let's more. go to more. All right. So another one says, I wasn't sure of my feelings or thoughts. My intentions were clear, but I wasn't sure how to articulate them. Mm-hmm. Another person says, I ghosted a woman for not being on the same level intellectually. Our conversations were, uh, are all the emojis that are there. Someone else says, I met them on Facebook. And when we FaceTimed, he was 23 pounds, not 23 pounds, baby, 23 pounds heavier than his pick. And he was balding. Okay. Okay. Exact number. She was like, well, that's 23 pounds, 23 pounds heavier. And he was balding. Another one says, weird vibes, lack of communication, unrealistic expectations, cloudy attitude. The other one says, I just wasn't interested. That's always the reason. Someone else says, fear of conflict, inability to speak one's truth respectfully and then another one says i gotta wait i got a story to tell i was ghosted by this woman oh i was ghosted by a woman for being clingy about that pussy that's what it says y'all i'm just reading <laughs> so those are so those are some of the yeah those are some of the reasons so yeah that's why people ghost right here's the reality what's the reality dom tell us Based on these examples, based on the responses that the people gave, mm-hmm. the, the theme that's coming up for me is lack of communication, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like n- really not good communication skills. And I get it. However, for most of these people, hate to say it, but I'm going to say it because we got to keep it real with the people, that most of these reasons for ghosting are not necessarily healthy reasons for ghosting, Mm. right? So to me, as I'm listening to some of these responses, what what comes up for me is there may have been a different way to handle it, right? Now, I do want to be clear, though, that there are times when ghosting is acceptable, when when it is healthy. 
And we're going to get to that in a moment. But I, I, the, um, I think, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I just want to, you know, I just want to say that these moments, these examples to me weren't the healthiest reasons for ghosting someone. And if, if you were listening and one of those responses was yours, still extend yourself some grace because none of us operate at our highest self all of the time. And many of us weren't taught how to have these difficult conversations. The one thing I'm going to say exactly. before we jump into the other topic is I was a bit biased coming into this situation. So I did reach out. I was talking to some of my gay homeboys. I was talking to some of my lesbian and bisexual girlfriends and mm-hmm. some non-binary folks. And basically the consensus was everybody be out here ghosting. I, I honestly, I know this is biased. Y'all. I thought that women, I thought that maybe we would communicate a bit more with people and like be just a little bit more open and transparent. but. One of my bi girlfriends was like, it's not different when when she's ghosted, but it may hurt more sometimes mm-hmm. and because it's like, damn girl, like you a woman like me and you going to do me like that. Another mm-hmm. home girl, she was like, she was like, what'd she say? She was like, yeah, bitches be playing. That's what she said. Another friend was like, one of my non-binary folks said that, yes, she experiences it as, or they experience it as well. And someone else said non-binary, she has not experienced it from a non-binary non-binary person so it's like it runs the gamut right it's not mm-hmm. it's not limited to a gender right or someone that's gender non-conforming it really does depend on the individual person like what is their yes. communication style how do they view relationships how do they view your relationships what's their childhood trauma because i'm sure that always has something to do with the situation or childhood dynamics so dom i know we wanted to talk about predicting ghosting and when it's acceptable so where should we go next Yeah. So I think let's talk about like, how do we know, how can we see, how can we predict when someone might ghost us? Right. Because like you said, we all come into, we all come into relationships with our own stuff. Right. And oftentimes when we are getting to know people, we've talked about the red flags. We've talked about the green flags. Right. When someone has the green flags, we kind of know. We kind of also expect that communication is going to be handled in a certain way when we're seeing multiple green flags, right? But what we also see are the red flags. And so things that we might see when someone is go- is has the potential to ghost us, right? So there's there's a handful of things that we kind of know if they've talked to us about experiencing abandonment we might have somebody who will try to in an effort to protect themselves this is not about us we got to remember this right that it's not about us in an effort for them to protect themselves from being abandoned again then they may ghost right If we've noticed that they avoid expressing their feelings. So we ask, well, how do you feel about X, Y, Z? And it could be something random. How do you feel about all the rain we've been having in California? And they can't even respond to that question that is not even any, that's not necessarily something deep and vulnerable. 
if they avoid expressing their feelings, chances are if things get rough or uncomfortable between you all in your relationship and they're ready to leave, they're not going to tell you because they don't express their feelings. They're going to walk away. They're more likely to ghost. If they are someone who has demonstrated that they don't feel accountable for their behavior, so they don't take any responsibility for anything that that they do, good, bad, or otherwise, chances are you've got a ghoster on your hands. If you all clearly have different views or values on important topics, and you all have talked about the differences in your views, but you all are still communicating, still spending time with one another, there's a high likelihood that when you all are confronted with those differences, when you all have to actually face those differences, that person will ghost you. And then if a person needs to be in control, if you have someone who always feels, they always feel like they have to be in control of the situation, chances are, if they sense that you are moving forward, moving away from the relationship, or if they have become unhappy in the relationship, like if they sense any discord, this person who needs to maintain control is going to ghost before you have a chance to take any action. Because that leaves them in control. And again, in all of these scenarios, it's about the other person. It's not about you. T, what are your thoughts on these? Okay, so really quick, I want to say in the after show, lady, you want to stay until the end because in the after show, we're going to discuss more juicy topics around ghosting. We're going to talk about what you can text someone if you're not hearing from them, right? Like maybe you don't hear from them. Mm -hmm. You're like, what do I say next? If you want to know, when you should stop reaching out because sometimes we'd be in denial and you might be like, well, wait, I think I might want to still reach out. We'll tell you when we believe you should stop reaching out. We'll also talk about how to communicate your expectations in a new situationship or relationship and how just processing how you can go from like having such an amazing time with someone to them going silent on you, like yes. just processing that. So we're going to talk about that in the after show. So stay until the end. But Dom, I think you hit the nail on the head with these as far as predicting ghosting. I think those are definitely red flags. I think that the important thing though, in the beginning is to keep your eyes open. Sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the bliss and caught up in the bomb ass sex. If that's what you're doing at this point in the relationship, right? You can get caught up in all those things and you excuse the red flags, right? Like you excuse Mm -hmm. the things that kind of should give you pause because they can be indicators of what's to come in the future, right? It's like a little bit of foreshadowing. So I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. So we mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. that there are times when ghosting is appropriate, when it's healthy, right? When it's, when it's acceptable, right? So first and foremost, I want to say when you are in a relationship or you are meeting someone and you do not feel safe, so they, so whatever that safety looks like to you. Most of the time it's about your physical safety, right? If you do not feel safe, 
it is okay to go to that person. And it it is about protecting your safety. That is a top priority. And so if that means that you never talk to that person again, if you block them on all ways of communication, then you do what you have to do to stay safe and out of danger. That is always acceptable. Ghosting is always acceptable in that regard. Absolutely. I would agree with that, Tom. The next one, do you want to take the next one, Dom? Because I really want to take number three. Yes, I can go okay. with it. I, yes. So okay. if the other person is married or in a relationship, right? Now, we all adults here. Everybody knows someone who has been involved with someone who either you knew and this is what you wanted or you found out later on that this person was married or in in an otherwise committed relationship and y'all ain't signed up for polyamory. Y'all ain't signed up for that. Then it's okay for you to say, you know what? Deuces, I'm out. Like without an explanation. Because really at this point, this person has misled you and you don't have any intention of being in a polyamorous relationship or in any type of relationship with someone who is committed to someone else. It is, it is acceptable to dip out on that without an explanation. Because at this point, they know. If they found out, I mean, if, they, if you found out that they are in a relationship and that was something that they have been hiding from you and now you find out, then they understand. And it's okay to, to ghost. That makes sense, Don. I'm looking at the next two ladies and I'm like, I'm torn, Don, because part of me thinks that, well, one, I've ghosted before and I've been ghosted, right? I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel that based on who I am today, if I were like, in the dating scene or if I was like in that space right now, I believe that I would probably, I'm a sucker for closure. So I feel like I would, because I would want someone to be, even if you were like, you suck, I hate you. Like I'm leaving or whatever. Like I would want someone to tell me something so I know where to go mentally. And I'm not like Mm -hmm. creating these false realities. So I feel like I would, even if it's a text, right? Maybe I'm like, I don't feel safe meeting up with this person, but I think the, the type of communication that I would have would correlate to the nature of the relationship that's been built right so if it's been just like a texting thing Mm -hmm. yeah but like if we've spent time together and like have had good times together and then I find out like god damn you lied you married I'm gonna be like I'm probably text like yo I found out that you're in a relationship that's foul you didn't tell me that blah 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 it's over whatever but I feel like I would probably do that and so that kind of goes to the next one here which is go with your gut right it's situational know Mm -hmm. the nature of the link up or the intention behind it like if you know for a fact okay we're meeting for a one night stand. Like that's what this is. I'm out or maybe it's like the kids got a sitter. I'm single. I'm doing my thing. I'm about to go out and you know what it is. All right. They don't text the next day or the next week or the next month. Okay. We kind of knew what we signed up for when we got into this. Right. Right. So I would say know the nature of that. The one after this, I guess this would be number four is if you don't have a rapport with the person or don't know each other well, kind of going back to what I was saying around the nature of the relationship. Okay. If it falls off and the communication dwindles, it's like, all right, cool. Like it is what it is, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the dating scene, like if you, let's say you meet somebody on an app. Yeah. Right. And then you go from talking on the app to texting or calling. And then, but you, you, you all haven't set up a date yet. You all haven't met each other in person yet. You all haven't done like a FaceTime date or anything like that. There's no, like you said, no rapport built, no, no deeper emotional investment. If a few days go by and they haven't said anything to you and you don't feel compelled to say anything to them, then we keep it moving. No harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. I will say down. I remember back in the day when I was younger, I used to this, I don't know, I used to give my number out whenever, like if someone were if we were out and about at a club or somewhere and they add like a guy asked for my number, I would usually give them a number or give them a fake number just to like diffuse yes, any potential last. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just for my safety, honestly. It, like I'd be yeah. looking at him like, oh, I'm not interested in you at all. But I give it give him the number just to like keep myself safe in case they act out. And then I just wouldn't answer if they called or texted me later. So yep. that may not have been very mature, but in my like in my mind at the time, that felt like it was keeping me safe because I used to yes. hear all those stories about men attacking a woman or just going crazy mm-hmm. because they didn't know how to deal with rejection. So I would also say if you don't have a scheduled date or plan with the other person and you ghost them, then it's like, okay, it is what it is. We met at the club last night and I don't know you. We don't have anything. So if I don't respond or I block you right after, it is what it is. That's That was my perspective. So I agree with that. I mean, when I was in college, I remember I used to give the number when I didn't want to give my real number. I would give the number to the university police department. Like now, listen, I can look back at that now and be like, damn, girl, that was mm, that was a little bit. That was wild. That was wild to give the university police the number. Right. But what I what I would do now. What I would tell college students now is. Exchange your social media. Right. And then you get to so like you're out and about and you meet that person, exchange social social media and then you can look at their social media. I mean, obviously, this is not a full sense of who they are, but you get some sense. Right. Because we know social media don't be the full reality, but we get some sense of who they are. Right. Like, did they give me a scammer account? Like, did they give me their fake Insta account? Like what? I get a sense of who they are. And then I can determine at that point, do I then want to give them my actual phone number moving forward? So I think that there, it, it depends on the situation. So then if they reach out to you on social media, you get to decide, do you want to respond or not? That is spot on, Dom. I love it. All right, ladies. So we're coming to a close. We're about to dive into how to care for yourself when you've been ghosted. And again, in the after show, we have more perspectives from the DMs and some other things that we're going to cover. So stay until the end. Okay. So let's talk about how to care for yourself when you've been ghosted, Dom. So number one, allow yourself to feel your feelings, like feel the grief, feel the anger, feel the disappointment the disrespect, mm-hmm. whatever the feelings are, let yourself feel those. So even if you have to cry, like nobody's judging. Okay. Right. We don't see you over there crying at home. Nobody sees you. You don't got to tell nobody. We know you still with G. Cause I know m- many of us out here be like, I'm a thug, but I still, I still be crying. Like it's all good. Let it's it okay. out. It's okay. Yes. Let those feelings out. 
The second thing you do to care for yourself is to send that person a quick note if you need closure. So like you said, right? So if it's, okay, they, it's clear that that person has ghosted you, but what, what what's needed for your healing is for you to say something. You can say something quick and to the point, you know, something to the effect of, I recognize that we haven't talked in a while. I'm taking our lack of communication as an indication that we are not aligned. I wish you well. Keep it short, simple, to the point. But if that's what you need for your healing, then go on ahead and send that quick note. Mm-hmm. I love that. It can be very powerful too. Number three is engage in self-care. We have plenty of episodes about self-care. You can literally just Google Cultivating Her Space Podcast or Her Space Podcast self-care and then all of our episodes should come up. So you can definitely engage in those episodes to help you engage in self-care. And self-care looks different for everyone, which is something we emphasize a lot on the podcast. So whatever that looks like for you, I know for me, it's like a massage or working out. Might be some sex. (laughs) It might be some... Self-sex, right? You might have to do a little masturbation. I mean, whatever it is for you, do that. Yes. And so then that takes us to number four, which is connecting with your support system, right? So whether that is spending time with your supportive friends, whether that is talking it out with your therapist, but connecting with the people who can who surround you with the love that you need who are constantly gassing you up and are your biggest cheerleaders because that helps in your healing so again number 4 connect with your support system and then number 5 is write an fu letter people have different names for this type of letter but basically it's a letter that you write where you get all of your feelings out. You say what you want to say to the person, but you don't have to send it. I either write a letter or I do voice notes. They -hmm. have been super helpful or they have like an empty chair activity where you put a chair in the room, you talk to the person as if they're there to get those emotions and feelings outside it, like out of yourself and into the atmosphere. So you're not holding on to all those things that you really want to say to the person, right? If you don't have the closure, so you could do a voice note, the letter or the empty chair activity to get it out. And we have two more. Yes. So then the next one is remind yourself of why people ghost, right? Remember that chances are it is not about you. They may be ghosting you based on all those predictors that we talked about before. It may be something that, again, has more than likely has nothing to do with you. And so remind yourself of that, right? Remind yourself of why people ghost and remind yourself of who you are. I know that's right. Don't forget who you are, boo. And there's this article on Quora.com and the question that was posed, I actually sent this to my friend who was going through this. It says, I haven't heard from him. Should I text? Should I send him a text? And so this kind of leads into the last tip that we want to share. And then we'll do a quick little recap of the tips. So Dawn left this wonderful comment that I thought was really great. So what she says is, no, don't do it. If you want him, go get busy doing something else meaningful to your life. I've read quality research from Men's Health Magazine and that lays it out. Men are not stupid. They know who you are. 
They know you are there. <laughs> they want, if they want to be with you, they will be in touch. If they aren't calling you, then they are not wanting to be with you. It's that simple. And I know that hurts. The post is a lot longer, but it really is. It can be edifying for you if you're in that space of like, should I text back, right? Should I reach out? It says distract yourself with good things, right? So whether it's hanging out with your friends, reading a good book, distracting yourself with something in your own life could be really helpful. So the last tip here is focus on your own life. Dom, do you want to do a quick recap? Yes. So how do we care for ourselves when we've been ghosted? What are the healing things that we can do? So number one, allow yourself to feel the feelings. Number two, Send a quick note if you need closure. Number three, engage in self-care. Number four, connect with your support system. Number five, write that FU letter. Number six, remind yourself of why people ghost. And number seven, focus on your own life. Now, lady, we are about to hop into the after show. So if you want to find out how to know when it's time to stop reaching out, if you want to hear more of our listener testimonials, if you want to know what text to initially send when you haven't heard from someone, how to communicate those expectations, or how you can go from being so great together and then them going silent, like really understanding that process, you got to tune into the after show because we're going to give you a quick rundown of all of that. And if you aren't able to access the after show, that means you are not a Patreon subscriber. So that means you need to go to herspacepodcast.com and click on Wisdom Wednesdays with Terry and become a Patreon subscriber so you can get all the juicy after bits in our after show. That's right. All right, Dom. I'll see you in the after show, girl. All right. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Herspace podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am worthy of what I desire, period.